goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Bo's by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. And oh so soon, it is Friday, and this is our Friday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. If you want to be part of the program, 800 848 W-A-B-C is the number to call, 800-848-9222. Let's start with stupid. Let us start today with stupid. Tennessee. We have witnessed some things in Tennessee in the past two weeks that are Heart rendering. Number one was this mass shooting that occurred at a Christian school. Children, babies, kids, young, not even having reached adolescence, died. The head principal died. The shooter was a transgendered man, boy, man, who had gone to the school. The FBI sequestered his manifesto, and we still haven't seen it. And there are a lot of questions. Why haven't we seen exactly what he wrote, he, she, whatever you choose, which pronoun you choose to use? Why haven't we seen the manifesto? All that's gone now out of the news because of what happened during this past week. There was a demonstration by Democrats and liberals inside the legislative chambers in Tennessee. And there were three of the lawmakers who joined in this, what would be called an insurrection if it had happened inside the capital of the United States of America. In fact, it was called an insurrection when Trump supporters and who who else pretending to be Trump supporters and law enforcement undercover went into the Capitol. And we've heard nothing but the past two years about January 6th, January 6th. You had the same kind of reckless behavior that took place in Tennessee this week. Now, the three lawmakers that were leading the crowd and fomenting this protest, this unruly protest inside the legislature in Tennessee were held up for a vote to be expelled. Two of them are black. One is a white woman. Yesterday, Republicans kicked, expelled, kicked the two black guys out. They let the white woman stay. 
That's the simple version. Those are the optics. Now, you can give me whatever reasons you want, and I hear the reasons. Well, you know, the white woman apologized. She profusely apologized, said it was a mistake. Boo, hoo, 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 hoo. Republicans let her stay by one vote. And that was the other. Oh, it was just one vote. Otherwise, she would have been expelled. Well, of course, now the story, the, the story of the transgendered mass murderer who attacked Christians and killed babies and the FBI holding the manifesto is all lost to the new narrative of Tennessee, which is that Republicans are racist. They blatantly are racist. They kick the two black guys off, let the white woman stay. And this is about as stupid optics as you can ever get in politics for these days and times. I'm going to tell you something. There is something to this, and I don't know, I'm not calling the Republicans racist, but what I am saying is, in any other high-profile case, it seems to me that seasoned politicians would say, look, we got a situation here that could turn against us. We have to make sure that all of these people we're going to try to get expelled receive the same punishment. Let's do a whip count before we do anything and make sure that our ducks are in a row here because this could look really badly if we just kick out the black guys. Did they do that? No. It's kind of a passive-aggressive because I'm going to tell you something. There are a lot of Republicans that don't care. They figure black people ain't going to vote for them anyway, so why should I care what they think? Now, maybe you think that's racist. I just think it's politics. But does this look racist? Of course it looks racist, the idiots. This is just absolutely stupid. You have destroyed one of the best, worst, horrible news stories that you could have made your point with. about the negative cultural impact that is happening with, with these attacks on Christians and Christianity. You lost the narrative. You gave it away. Now we have everybody's out of the woodwork. Obama's out of the woodwork. When does he ever come out and stop partying and to talk about something in current events? Well, he's out of the woodwork. Jesse Jackson, I haven't heard from Jesse Jackson in the news in what? Almost years. How's the baby, Jesse? Um, haven't heard from Jesse Jackson I don't know how long. He's out. Kamala Harris, fresh from Africa, is going to make a quote-unquote surprise trip. That's all in the news today. Kamala making a, a surprise trip to Tennessee. It's not a surprise if you're reporting it. She's going to Tennessee so she can add more fuel to the racial fire down there to give liberals what they want, which is claiming victimhood once again. And they did it because Republicans are are just plain jackass stupid when it comes to dealing with racial matters. This is just plain stupid. Now, do I think that they should be expelled? Okay, if you're going to expel one, expel everybody that participated. So one person said they're sorry. Big whoops. Expel them all. If you're not going to expel one, then don't expel any of them. And, of course, one of these young uh, lawmakers, uh, all in today's news, I was voted out for being an uppity Negro. I had basically a member call me an uppity Negro, said Jones, who is black. That's what he told, uh, told the MS, PMS NBC resident 
race hustler, if you want to use those words. I won't say her name. It's not about me, but it's about the 78,000 people I represent. These young people, one of the most diverse districts, being silenced because they're upset that we don't fall in line to their narrative of what Tennessee should be and that it is a multiracial democracy. I'm not falling for any of the political lines. I'm just saying to you, this is pretty politically stupid. It's stupid. You you know what's going to happen, but they don't. I'm telling you, there's a segment of the Republican Party, they don't care. Like, fine, you call us racist anyway, we'll just act like a bunch of racists, no matter what it looks like. This is just bizarrely stupid. And you take away the main story, which is the Joe Biden administration hiding the true motives of what the killer was, because the FBI has still not released that manifesto. And the violence that is now coming from the left connected with transgender issues. There's one of the speakers. She was out in San Francisco, the uh, swimmer. She's going on a speech to her about how sports is being ruined by this inclusion of transgender males. She got beat up yesterday in San Francisco. Making a speech, she had to hide for her life because the trans, the pro-transgender activists literally wanted to kill this woman because she has a different point of view than them. And on the same day this happens, you have the Republicans in Tennessee idiots who did this without checking to see where their votes were first, give up the story, and now allow Democrats to take it and turn it to what they always do, a racial story. A tennis uh, GOP representative, he was on CNN, and they were giving him the lecture as usual. They're not reporting. They're basically lecturing him on on how racist he is and the rest of the Republicans. He walked off in the middle of a question. I guess I had enough of this crap. He left. Obama says the expulsion of Tennessee lawmakers is a sign of weakness. He said elected officials shouldn't lose their jobs for speaking out. They didn't just speak out. They disrupted the chamber. This nation was built on peaceful peaceful protest, he said. Oh, yeah, tell that to the January 6th people who are in jail, even though they didn't do anything but peacefully protest. Tell that to them, Obama. And that's not excluding those who are in jail because they did vandalize. They should be punished. This nation was built on peaceful protest. No elected official should lose their job simply for raising their voice, especially when they're doing it on behalf of our children. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. They were leading an insurrection. Remember when that mattered, Mr. Obama, or were you too busy uh, playing in the water out there in Hawaii? But again, Republicans absolutely stupid. And I get sick of this stuff. Just plain, utterly, 100% stupid, politically speaking. Totally stupid. Justice Clarence Thomas, under attack, pro-pubica. 
pro-pubic hair. They should report how he's been taking donations. He's been taking extravagant whatever trips with uh, one of the the family's close friends, a donor. And now Democrats are all in sense. AOC. I so want to one day just just tell you what I really. AOC saying if nobody else will do it, she'll draw up the uh, impeachment articles. We're going to do it in A in crayon. Miss Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She says if no one else will do it, she'll draw up the impeachment articles on Clarence Thomas. Waste of energy. It's not going anywhere. But here's the thing. They're all upset. Oh, he took money from a donor. Um, Supreme Court is not elected. They're appointed. And this donor happens to be a longtime family friend. And Clarence Thomas issued a statement today. Look, I sought guidance about these, whether I had to report. It's a friend. No, I didn't report. Blah, blah, blah. This is a big to do over nothing. Over nothing. But they will stop at nothing to try to attack Clarence Thomas, as always. And then you have the business that's going on with Bud Light. And this transgendered beer can business. Now, Bud Light does a lot of stuff with marketing. And they make these little commemorative cans for a whole lot of people. But they did one with this Dylan Mullaney, who is a transgendered man, very effeminate, who has been propped herself up as, you know, the big face of, and then Nike hired her. She put on a sports bra over her. Anyway, um, boycotts now. Travis, what's, what's the country guy's name? Travis Twitch, something like that. He's like, forget this. I'm dumping all the Anheuser-Busch stuff. Kid Rock shot up a bunch of Bud Light. Some people are pissed at that. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care if you drink Bud Light or not. I could care less. I don't drink alcohol. I can care. You want Bud Light, drink Bud Light. You don't want Bud Light because they put a transvestite person on it. Don't drink it. You want to wear Nike because Nike supports this one or that one. You don't want to wear Nike because Nike supporting men playing women's sport. Whatever. This cancel culture stuff just, I'm just over it. It's I'm just so over it. But I find it amazing that these companies make these decisions and apparently don't realize yet that a lot of their fan base isn't going to be happy with this stuff. I'm sorry, the language police, my language police person is out. He just corrected me and told me I shouldn't use the P word. I'm oomst. I'm upset. Thank you, Debbie. I'm upset. So you have it. Here's your Friday. Good Friday. High Holy Day. 
in America. And what are we talking about? The usual. Race hatred, racism, transgenderism, boycotts, cancel this, cancel that. 800-848-WABC. James Golden, Snurling. You want to be on the program? We'd love to hear from you. Crown Jewel of American Radio, WABC. Hall and Oates. Take us in. Little music history. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Billy Holiday. Everything I have is yours. Billy the Holiday celebrates of the heavenly birthday today, born in 1915. One of America's own. Everything I have is yours. One of the most incredible voices in American music history. I would gladly give the sun to you if the sun were only Also, sharing a birthday today, this we played some uh, Hall and Oates. John Oates was born in 1949. So, John Oates of Hall and Oates, Billy Holiday, among those celebrating birthdays today. On WABC Talk Radio 77, we are the crown jewel of American radio. Let us head to the telephones. It is Friday. I want to get to as many phone calls as we can. And by the way, there's a story I started talking about yesterday about the healthcare system, the way they're tossing out elderly people into the streets. And I mean elderly, in some cases with hospice. I've decided I'm going to do that story tomorrow when I have more time to stretch out on it because I want to say a, a lot of things about that story. And, and this is one of the things, I'll just say this. This is one of the things that really bothers me. Okay, we spend our time in America chasing headline after chat. Headline, I do. I'm a news junkie, just like so many of you. And, and I, what do we talk about? Uh, there's, every day there's some new racial thing that we have to discuss. Every day there's something new with this gender stuff. Meanwhile, we live in a country that old people, elderly people, are being turned out into the streets. And it is a failure of both political parties in this country not to address health care properly. And Obamacare wasn't the answer. But even if you think it was, we are still suffering health care issues in this country that a nation of our standing should not have to deal with. And we have a lazy legislative branch, a lazy executive branch, that people cannot look at what is going on in this health care system and say, we need the fix. And I'm not talking about some socialist medicine fix. We are a country that does, to a certain degree, we used to anyway, 
be a capitalist nation. Now it's more like crony capitalism. But it is a failure to allow our elderly to be thrown into the streets. It is a failure to let the veterans of this country, in some cases, not get the help they need. And that is still occurring. It is a failure on all fronts of health care. And instead, what do we talk about every day? Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Larry, you're on WABC, Talk Radio 77. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, hi, James. Hi. You know, I heard what you said before about uh, about the Bud Light uh, protest, about, about protesting. You know, when you casually dismiss um, legitimate social activism uh, and, and mischaracterize it as cancel culture, which is not, you're just reversing the terms that they, that they do. It's a very dangerous thing because there's a, a lot of legitimate causes, such as Ford not uh, producing AM radios, announcing that, that you're going to say just be at, you're going to encourage apathy towards public protest. And and it's not as if this bud issue is not a legitimate thing. This is like, I mean, what happens if the Marlboro man all of a sudden become, became a transsexual? Would that not be a significant um, uh, dent in, in people's in psyche, in the psyche of, uh, of children, assuming the Marlboro man was still around? You know, He's I mean, not. He, he, got can- he got canceled ages ago. <laughs> he got canceled, too. He was too macho. But, but yeah. you know what my point is. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I know what your point is. Look, Larry, it may be the mood I'm in. It just may be the mood, and I hear what you're saying, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you that I'm dismissive. I'm in just one of those moods today. You know, we have so many important things in this country going on. We have a problem in banking that most people aren't even talking about. We have the feds trying to push in digital currency. We don't know the answer yet to this big COVID scam, and there are people still suddenly dying, and we can't get answers. We can't get answers on the origin of this pandemic that took millions of lives across the world. We can't get answers on the stability of our own currency. And, you know, there are a lot of countries now that are stopping, uh, that, are, that are not using the United States dollar as a reserve anymore, thanks to these, this administration and their policies. We've got inflation. And people are really being hurt by it. We've got seniors being turned out into the streets. Okay? And I so then I listen to this stuff. So a rock star goes out and he shoots some Bud Light that he had to go buy anyway. Oh, big freaking whoop. You're shooting up some Bud Light because you don't want a transvestite on it. All right, fine. But I, I refuse to care about that. I'm sorry. I don't care. You drink Bud Light if you want to. If you don't want to drink Bud Light, don't drink the damn stuff. I'm sorry, Debbie. Don't drink the darn stuff. Okay? I don't care whether you drink Bud Light or not. I don't care whether you buy Nike or not. I don't care what you wear, pretty much. That's up to you. This is freedom. I don't care whether you like it, that, that they put somebody. It's a private company. They can do what they want to do. They want to put some transvestite guy on the company and people want to stop buying. It's okay with me. I'm not saying that not to protest about it. I'm saying I don't care. I'm just speaking for me. I don't care. I didn't drink it anyway. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care. I have other things on my mind. We got little children being shot up in this country. 
I care about that. I care about the fact that elderly people are being tossed out. Dementia. 94 years old in hospice and some hospital can still throw her out in the street. I care about that. That stuff that is the we have so much to fix in this country. And yes, I understand the significance of this transgender issue. I talk about it all the time. But no, I'm tired of these freaking boycotts for everything. Oh, let's boycott it. Uh, go ahead, you boycott it. If I like a product, I'm going to keep using it. If I don't like the product, I don't care whether you boycott it or not. Sick of it all. Again, it may be just the mood I'm in. James Golden, a.k.a. And thank you for the call, and I appreciate it. Because, yeah, activism is important. I'm just in a bad mood over this stuff. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Coming back, your calls, part of the program, 800-848-WABC. Don't go away. is The Rush Hour with Pose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen seventy-eight. On this day, the first single from the police. Roxanne, we'll put you on a can of beer this this, 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 this day. WABC Talk Radio 77, this day in music. So much happened. You know, this day in the music also today, you remember Kid Creole, Kid Creole and the Coconuts, Kid Creole, uh, uh, Flashmaster, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, manslaughter, conviction. Great Creole, founding member of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, guilty of manslaughter. Fatal stabbing of a homeless man. Let us go back to the telephones. Queens, New York, Clarence, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Hey, Mr. Golden. Thank you so much for taking my call. It's always a pleasure being on your um, show. Basically, I have to agree that the Republicans in Tennessee, and it's not the first time that they've done this in the past couple of months, they basically shot themselves in the foot. The reality is that we have a real problem on the conservative side, that if black people don't follow the narrative, 
they don't want to be listened to. You know, I'm on social media talking with various conservative people, talking about things that I disagree with them on, and all of a sudden, oh, you're in victim mode. You're... The truth of the matter is colorblind sounds nice, but in reality, it doesn't take into account the experiences that people are having. I personally am not afraid of the police. However, some of the people who ride in my car, they are afraid of the police. They tell me their children are afraid of the police. That's insane to me, but that's what they're feeling. And that's not insane to me. Neighborhood where the police got away with killing, murdering somebody. It's not insane to me. Now, I support law enforcement. I'm a big, but there are rogue cops, and we shouldn't just knee-jerk every time a story comes up, somebody's killed, you say, oh, there they go again. No, I mean, you have to look at each story on its on its merit, each and every one. But there are rogue cops, just like there's rogue anything else. They're rogue bankers. They're rogue teachers. They're rogue whoever it is. They're people who just are ne'er-do-wells, and they are across all spectrums of life. So I hear what you're saying, and uh, some people's experience is very different culturally. It doesn't, and and we should be listening to each other. But I mean, this move that they made, first of all, if you're going to expel one, expel everybody. I'm not mad that the guys got expelled. They disrupted the legislature. Expel them, okay, already. You want to kick them out? But you're going to kick out the two black guys and then leave the white woman standing? What does that look like, idiots? You just gave the Democrats a narrative to run with from now until whenever. And you gave it to them. You handed it to them. You said, here, look at us. Here, use this in your little racial fodder file of which you got a billion pages of it. Let's add one more. And we completely wiped out the real story in Tennessee. That the FBI is holding on to a manifesto from this transgendered shooter and of refusing to let the public see what was on this transgendered person's mind before they committed mass murder, including the murder of children. Thank you, Republicans, for, for screwing it up again. You screwed the pooch again. Idiots. And this stuff just, that just annoys me to no end. Uh, Sandra, thank you so much for the call, Clarence. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Sandra in New Jersey, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same kind of mood you're in, to be honest with you. Not that great. <laughs> but I wish you a happy holiday, James. And I, you know, I was thinking about Justice Clarence Thomas, as you spoke about earlier. My blood started to boil when I saw AOC's hands raising. You know how she raises them all the time? How she right. wants this judge impeached? What nerve? She wears that dress, that tax the rich free dress. Who paid for that? Biden goes to his mansion friend's house, wherever that house was. You know, but this man has a relationship, as you said, I think for 20 years now, and he always discussed his uh, doings with his colleagues, and everyone said everything is okay. So they just recently made a new regulation, which he totally will go forward with. But, you know, I just am very angry about this. Clarence Thomas has been in their crosshairs, and I don't use that term lightly, even before he took office, that whole sham with Anita Hill. 
with the with the I found a pubic hair on the Coke can. Let's not forget how absurd that was. But this is what the Democrats roll out, and they've been using the same thing with every justice that's nominated. This is just pure politics, as is so much of what we're consumed of today. Pure politics. And when Democrats can stick race in there, they get an extra point. Go ahead. You know what I was thinking today? It's the craziest story. You know how Donald Trump wanted to come in and clean out everything? I feel like they're doing, they're doing that to us. They are trying. Look, Rush Limbaugh used to talk about how they wanted to destroy the Republican Party. Destroy it. And not just destroy defeat politically, but to destroy the people. I don't know how anybody could argue with that. And Republicans apparently are hell-bent on helping them destroy themselves, by the way, which is no cause for delight for me. Sandra, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Let's go very quickly to Richie in Whippany, New Jersey. Richie, how are you? I'm fine, Bo. Uh, I think the most important thing that we have to concentrate on now is getting people back to religion, getting people back to church, because right now the moral absolutes are morally gone. People, for whatever reason, want nothing to do with religion because they want to be their own gods. And as long as there's six, eight billion people in the world that want to be his or her own God, this is never going to change. Never. Why? Because you don't want to be responsible to anybody else for anything else. Well, number one, out of the six billion people on the planet, I guarantee you that there are billions who are very focused on God and and God-centered in their lives. Now, in the United States, that's not uh, as much as it used to be, and it's an issue. But you know what's also an issue? What is also an issue is when you have major uh, institutions that profess to be spiritual institutions and you find out that those in power have been abusing kids and those at the top refuse to actually say, we're not going to put up with this anymore, and we're going to identify the problem and call the problem for what it is. There's a problem in recruiting. But that hasn't been done. There's a problem when you see religious leaders in this country turning away from the scripture because of political correctness. And the people look at this and they say, well, if the people at the top in this organization don't believe it, why should I? So the problem is always, it's not that religion is bad, it's not that whatever uh, is being taught spiritually as bad as that the people that are supposed to represent this before the masses are flawed. And instead of asking for forgiveness for their flaws or for work or addressing it honestly, they it's, it's like everything else. It's just put up on the block of expediency. Okay? Yes, we do need a moral center to return to America. There is no doubt. And if you look at the problems that we have across this vast country of ours, you look at the problems in banking. What is causing greed? It's not capitalism, it's greed. Let's make a buck and let's throw morals to the side. Let's throw morals to the side, let's groom children in schools. 
It's, a, it's astounding that we should even be having this debate. You have people now deciding they can't even tell you what a man or a woman is. This is astounding. And you are right. At the root of all of it is the lack of a moral foundation. And I say this, and I realize Easter is this weekend, and I wish everyone a happy Easter to celebrate. But yes, we do have some major issues in this country. And until people start absolutely confronting them honestly and not just giving us the good old whitewash, let's pretend these problems don't exist, we're not going to solve them. They just, I, for one, do not understand this fascinating sexual fascination that is apparently ripping through parts of society where you have to go after young children. I don't get it. And I honestly think that those who rape children and those who do these horrible things to children should be put up against the wall and face a firing squad if convicted of it. And there's no doubt that they've done it. These are horrible crimes. But then again, we have district attorneys who let rapists out of jail, murderers out of jail. Instead, they want to focus on trying to nail Donald Trump to the proverbial political cross. And I'm late for a break. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, coming back. More of your calls right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. 1966. Beatles in Abbey Road Studios. Doing the overdubs for this song. Got to get you into my life. Part of the re- the album that would become the Revolver album. Oh, imagine if you put that as a title of your album today. The Revolver album. You'd have people boycotting it. <sighs> yeah, and Lisa, you have a point. I got a text message from, from Lisa. Where are the Republicans to say that the treatment of Clarence Thomas is racist? Yes, Lisa, where are they? Where are the where are the Republicans circling the wagons on Clarence Thomas and saying stop this nonsense and stop this decades old attack on one of America's most influential jurists in history? Where are they? Well, I'll tell you where they are. They're down in Tennessee, kicking out the black guys and letting the white woman stand. That's where they are. Tony Clifton, New Jersey. How are you? Welcome. You're on WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Hello, Tony. Are you there, Tony? Yes, sir. I'm going to pull out George Washington to help us here. And based on what he told me, and I'm going to tell you, we need something called bipartisan unity and loyalty coaches that are government servants and every party has one. And whenever they do something wrong, they get a whack and they they have to, you know, make a decision. But George Washington said it, right? He dealt with it. And he said, you people have to be united. You can't 
you can't have this me, 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 or this, this, this. You have to work together, and you have to be loyal to your nation and to each other because he said, without all of us, we could never do this. And they needed a constant reminder back then. They used to drive them crazy. So I think we need bipartisan unity and loyalty coaches from each party who their job is to be like the diplomat. And whenever someone does something, as we've been discussing today, they call the person in and say, we don't tolerate this, or this is how you should have handled this. Because it's something that they just don't deal with, and I don't know why. That's the answer. Well, thank you for that so much, that lesson in history, Tony. Uh, Let me give my own lesson in history from George Washington's time. Despite what you just said, Thomas Jefferson, who George Washington literally treated like a son, they had a close relationship. It was akin to a father-son relationship. Yet once George Washington assumed the presidency, it didn't take long. Thomas Jefferson stabbed him politically in the back every chance he got. Every chance he got for a political gain. There was no unity. The myth of unity in America, we have never, ever, ever since the inception of America. And I'm not saying this to get people all, you know, oh, it's impossible. We have never been a unified nation, ever. Not even in World War II. Now, in World War II, it became so apparent that we were fighting for right that the anti-war left had to shut up because they knew that if they actually voiced their feelings, that it would not go over well. But even in World War II, you had a bunch of the isolationists, you had a bunch of the left that were out cranking that we shouldn't do that. As clear a case as that was for action. We have never had a unified country. And that's part of the genius of America. We are a country that used to tolerate opposing views. We used to tolerate the back and forth without trying to cancel somebody because they raised their voice up. We used to tolerate and we had a live and let live attitude. You do you, I'll do me. But we can still appreciate the benefits that this country has to offer, the goodness and richness of this freedom and liberty that is part of the American dream and the American birthright. Now, we want to cancel everything. I don't like your face on a beer can. I'm going to shoot it and cancel you. Please. 7 o'clock in the morning. Bright and early, God willing, I'll be back here with you for that first cup of coffee. I have good news. Oh, my gosh, I forgot to tell you this. Folks, we are going to have one of the most amazing singers in the world on the program on April 29th. Will Downing sent me an email today that he's going to come on with us on April 29th. I'll have more on that later. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. I so appreciate you. So appreciate you. So love you. Even You don't have to agree with me on anything. I love you anyway. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great night. Bye. 